This is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working With People by PaveStep. The Working With People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. Hi, Tatiana. How are you? Hi, Harrison. I'm good. How are you? I am great. Where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from Long Beach, California. Awesome. 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 So today we're going to be talking a lot about recruiting and interviewing and finding the best talent, especially um, I think this is a very relevant topic for many of us because companies are trying to find um, talent anywhere (laughs) these days, Mm -hmm. especially given the remote work environment. But before we do that, you know, tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Tatiana Cure. I'm head of talent acquisition and learning. Uh, Now I've partnered with thousands of managers across a variety of industries nationwide, but the bulk of my recent work has been within financial services. Uh, I've always been passionate about helping managers achieve their business goals and win through their talent strategies. So I recently published my first book, Hire to Win, uh, and launched a website, howtowintalent.com, which has some great tools and resources for hiring teams. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get right to it. Uh, and congratulations, by the way, on the book. I know it's, it, it was a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So in this current war for talent, right? Um, mm-hmm. What are some of the best practices that you've seen you've applied in recruiting and interviewing? Yeah, so the best thing in this current war for talent is to ensure mutual fit by reviewing the aspects that most that are most important to candidates uh, throughout the process. Hiring teams used to get away with scratch the surface type of interviews where each interviewer would simply ask candidates, you know, tell me about yourself, walk me through your resume, what are mm-hmm. your strengths, what are your weaknesses? Now the, those answers, however true they may be, may have been, that's a separate topic, but that's how interviews used to be. And candidates now are looking for much more depth to the conversations which is really a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Hiring teams are benefiting from more in-depth conversations and ensuring mutual long and short-term fit rather than hoping that it works out. Now that, that translates to a variety of different um, factors. One of them is how do we write job descriptions, right? So uh, along the same lines is to update those job descrip- descriptions too many times in the past Hiring managers just used to borrow job descriptions from elsewhere, and ultimately, they posted a vague and generic job description that led to vague and generic interviews. Uh, And now, you know, the current War for Talent uh, mandates is that we're much more thoughtful and thorough in how do we uh, position our job. We can't no longer be so vague. We have to be specific in what does the success look like in three to six, 12 months on the job, Mm -hmm. uh, what a possible career path may look like, the more opportunity would be how that opportunity would be appealing to that uh, to those candidates. And that's really what attracts uh, applicants. And then it leads to much more thorough interviews. Got it. Got it. And, And employer branding has been something that's like popped up in my you know, network and in my feed recently, I assume, you know, a lot of what you're talking about also is affected or affects employer branding. Is that fair to say? Oh, for sure. For sure. And, you know, the, the more prepared 
interviewers are to come to the to the interview with the candidate, uh, the 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 better their employer branding would be. The less they're prepared and they're winging and they're sitting on the edge of their seat like, I'm just going to figure it out. The candidates, especially top talent, can feel that. They can feel that you just jumped off from another meeting, <laughs> ran over to, to the interview. It didn't even look at their, their resume. Meanwhile, the candidate is expected to come prepared, right, to right. sell themselves, to have an elevator pitch about themselves and so on. Uh, and so with, uh, with having that lack of preparation, that's going to do more than just have a one bad candidate experience. It's going to have an impact on employer branding overall and the ability to attract top talent. Gotcha. Gotcha. So on this point on kind of remote and flexible work, right? In your, I guess, I guess more recent experience, right? I assume uh, mm -hmm. how, you know, how important is offering the option of flexible and remote work for uh, top talent? Yeah, there's actually, there's no universal right answer. There's been so many, you know, conversations and arguments about it on one side, you know, we've been operating remotely for over a year and a half and everything is working fine. On the other side, some argue that productivity is lower working from home. Uh, and teams are missing out on the important face-to-face -face interactions. But again, there's no easy fix here. Yeah. Uh, it becomes flexibility though, becomes uh, an important factor of consideration for overall compensation packages that candidates are considering along with benefits, time off, salary bonuses, and so on. So some candidates would opt for lower salary and title for more flexibility. Mm -hmm. So this gives employers an opportunity to think creatively about the means at their disposal and attracting and retaining top talent. But that said, remote work is not universally the right answer, uh, as both for candidates and for companies, especially when companies uh, truly value face-to-face -face relationship building or for employees who are looking uh, to be mentored by seasoned professionals. While some of that may be done remotely, but it's less personal and it's much more structured. Mm -hmm. So uh, flexibility is not is not the right fit for everybody. There's a pot. There's a uh, lid for every pot, right? Or a pot for every lid, as they yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, and so each company needs to consider how much how much can they they offer flexibility. What's preventing them from offering flexibility? Uh, and that's something that's going to be relevant for each one individually. Yeah, I, I, it's a. Uh... I think the question there really is around like who are you really trying to attract and retain, right? And, and figuring out what the right you know people strategies for that, um, and that's one of the harder hard, hardest things to kind of get right, I think, upfront mm -hmm. for a lot of organizations. So when it comes to recruiters and interviewers and managers, you know, in this process, you know, at the, the top uh, at the top of the funnel, if you will, right, uh, employee attraction. What are some of the biggest challenges uh, when it comes to hiring top talent? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is lack of time, right? Hmm. So hiring rarely happens at the optimal time uh, and is an area that hiring teams look to make, uh, to make shortcuts. These so-called shortcuts are borrowing someone else's job, like we talked about, Right, figuring out the interview plans as candidates are progressing through the process, figuring out what questions to ask mm -hmm. uh, as the candidate is right in front of you. Right, this all leads to not being fully prepared to interview or to make a hire. Think about it; it's like putting a piece of furniture together from IKEA. Right, you have your instructions right there, 
but you're going to avoid it. And you're going to say, you know what, I just, I don't have time to look at those instructions. So let me just put it together and then I'll see how it comes out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you come Sounds all like the way me. to the end, <laughs> right? And then you come all the way to the end. You're like, what is this missing piece? Oh my gosh. Now I have to restart it all from, from scratch. So now ultimately you have to go back and redo it. And so what happens is these shortcuts cost more time. Yeah. Right. And so candidates are expected to come prepared as we talked about, but, but interviewers, uh, find excuses, but by no, you know, it, I understand that we're, we all are struggling to keep um, to keep our heads above water with with work that we're doing, but but candidates can feel it. They can feel that you're not prepared. They can feel that uh, you your answers may not be aligned uh, with other interviewers, and they're they're looking for to ensure that mutual fit. Right. Too often in this year, we've had m- much more declines of offers. Uh, uh, and um, and resignations much more than we have had in the past, and and their candidates are really thinking about. Look, I'm not. I'm no longer just looking for a job just to pay bills. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a mutual fit. I'm looking for an environment that excites me. I'm looking for a boss that I can build a relationship with. I'm looking for, um, you know, work that I'm excited about. And how am I going to find all of that out? I'm going to find that out during interviews, right. right? So they come prepared with questions to ask, with lots of questions. Like, to uh, this year alone, I've had more candidates come with a notebook written out with questions than I have ever had in my career in the past. So they are really, uh, they're really looking for that. And it's a daunting, uh, it's daunting to think for hiring teams to now, uh, hiring never comes in an optimal time. Hiring happens when someone has left and left a vacancy, or there's so much work that we need to hire someone. So Mm -hmm. it's daunting to think about well, now I have to, uh, you know, add even more time to to prepare for these now, but not devoting time uh, to effective hiring may cost more than than just that one bad candidate experience that we talked about it can cost uh, employer branding, it could cost the ability to attract additional talent and so on. So the, the biggest challenges we can we can talk about the biggest challenges in recruiting and interviewing that hasn't really changed, like, you know, um, you know, everybody's looking for a bigger paycheck. They're looking for candidates in places where we haven't looked for them before. That that hasn't changed. But what has changed, especially this year, is candidates are expecting more from mm-hmm. interviewers during their interviews. Uh, and that's really the, the, the biggest emerging talent uh, of how do we manage the lack of time and expectation from candidates for us to come even more prepared. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. And and I'm guilty of it too, right? I've, I've done interviews where I didn't you know, prepare enough. Um, and it's it's not only bad for me, it's also just straight up disres- disrespectful, I think, um, with the candidates as well. And um, oh, I have actually have an interesting question that's related to this. So I've seen a lot of people talk about how long it should take to put out an offer, right? So, and, and, and you know, there are certain industries where they're kind of, known for these really long processes for interviews, right? You have like mm-hmm. four or five different rounds with different people and you have a case study, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while you can make an argument that like, yes, you need to do that in order to get, you know, a thorough understanding of this person and this person gets a thorough understanding of how we work. You know, of course, they're trying to balance out, um, you know, the, the really just competitiveness in terms of attracting talent, right? Any thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I was listening to another uh, episode that you had on your podcast with Mark uh, Mitford, and he said, hire slow and fire fast, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I fully support that, uh, that um, statement. Uh, and I've seen too many times where um, companies will speed up the process. And what does that interview actually look like, right? They may have one or two people and they say, hey, Harrison, tell me about yourself. Walk me through your resume. Right. Let me tell you how awesome we are. And you're scratching the surface, right? And then, so you make the hire because you want to make that fast hire and you don't want Harrison to take a job elsewhere. So you you put out the offer straight away that Harrison le- potentially leaves their the, uh, his other job and comes on board but he doesn't know anything about the company, the, how, the high, how the manager likes to communicate, how they like to work, what's the team like, uh, what's the future of the companies like, and so on and so on. And so when he comes in and three months later, he's like, my goodness, if I knew about this, I wouldn't have joined. So he left, <laughs> he leaves, right? And now the team is faced with a rehiring, retraining, re-onboarding and so on. So it may look like you're saving time uh, and, and doing the right thing because you're able to hire quickly and offer, put out an offer quickly, get that, that candidate off the market quickly. But what are those implications right. Right, of, not, of not doing a thorough uh, interview process to ensure a mutual fit? Now, what's the magic number of how many interviews there are? Uh, I don't know the answer to that really, but what I have seen work best is for the hiring manager to have at least two interviews. So Mm -hmm. one in the beginning, then have all all the stakeholders, peers, whatever, uh, whatever the, the interview matrix may look like. And then at the end, have one more conversation uh, between the hiring manager and the candidate to say like, look, now you've, you've seen how we operate. What questions do you have for me? Let's put it out on the table. I kind of laugh and I say like, you've been, you were, you were dating during that time during interviews. Right. And now that last step of like, okay, now we're about to get married. So let's put it out all out on the table, put out your words, put out all the good, bad and the ugly. And let's, let's talk about if this makes sense or not. Yeah. Uh, and that's really where I've seen the biggest um, impact to ensure mutual fit is that that second interview. Right. I mean, the worst thing you can you could do is kind of fake it, both on an employee and an employer side. Mm-hmm. And you know, two months later, find out that it's not a good fit, right? And it's like those awkward conversations you should have up front, um, which is really helpful. And yeah, maybe I'm a little old school. I'm I'm, I'm with you. Right? <laughs> I, I, I hear I hear these you know people talk about like, hey, like how long do you need? in order to get to know a person to hire them. I'm like, I think a lot, (laughs) frankly, you know, like, you know, I I think a lot of people can kind of quote unquote fake it right for 30 minutes, 60 minutes, even, you know, two hours at a time. Um, And I know it's not the most pleasant experience for the employee to go through, but they should also take this chance to get to know the company. Right. And ask the, you know, hard questions and sharp questions. Um, So I'm I'm with you (laughs) personally. Yeah. So it's interesting. So at my company, we actually have seven interviews. So each candidate would go through seven interviews. And when we tell this to candidates, they have that same reaction that you just had. Like, whoa, really? (laughs) I can't take this much time (laughs) off. And then, so they go through the entire interview process. And at the end we say, okay, so now that you've gone through the interview process, which one would you recommend not to have in the future? We'll remove it right, if you right. think it's not necessary. And we've been doing this for two years and not one candidate has come back to say, you should remove this particular interview. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's it's, you gotta balance it out, right? It's just, it's not easy. I, yeah, I'm, I'm personally with it. <laughs> 
I think what, what we have found work really well is that uh, there's transparency up front where candidates yeah. lose interest is when they go through the interview and it's like one can one interview after another interview after another interview and they don't know when they're gonna stop when I was interviewing I had 14 interviews and it just <laughs> felt like you know I, I didn't know when it was the next the the last one I didn't yeah. know if it was going to be 20 or 25 I had no idea right and so the fact that we are able to uh, talk about it up front to say you're going to have seven interviews and here's how it would look like right. here's how each conversation is going to be and here's who you're going to be interviewing with they they know right away that it's thoughtful it's not something that we're uh, just putting them through the ringer no one mm -hmm. wants to be put through the ringer but everyone wants to ensure mutual fit so by us explaining to them this is why we're doing it to ensure a mutual fit both short and long term uh, we we've never had any issues about that yeah. Yeah. And when you, when you're upfront about it, you know, it also already like weeds people out who are not, you know, wanting to go through that process or just not a good fit. Right. So mm -hmm. awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for all of these insights and stories, Tatiana, where can the audience find you and your thought leadership? Well, I will uh, do one more plug about my book. So yeah. you can find my book about uh, Hire to Win Manager's Practical Guide for Attracting and Interviewing Top Talent on Amazon. You can find more winning talent strategies at howtowintalent.com. You can also reach out to me directly at Tatiana at howtowintalent.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Awesome. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to Working With People by PaveStep. Feel free to check out other episodes on pavestep.com slash podcast. Thank you, Tatiana. Thank you so much, Harrison. Thanks for having me.